Hello, friends, and welcome to The Ride Home with me, Jerry Ellen. Buckle up, and let's just, you know, get started with the day. Today's been a pretty good day. I don't feel sick anymore. I am still single. I probably will be saying that for a hot minute until I get used to it myself, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's still an adventure. Take first, my first little today did really great. Like there was very few tan, like no tantrums. Easy transition. See, she was such in a good mood, and her grandmother and her teachers were like, "Yeah, she's been up since 4:30 in the morning." And I was like, "Okay, cool. This is what this day is gonna look like. All right, we're just gonna re- try to remain positive and." <clears throat> Excuse me, and hopefully she'll be able to, you know, push through. And luckily, she was able to push through. Even better than when she had enough to sleep and came in late. And uh, it was good. <clears throat> second session went all right. My second little was tired and didn't really want to do anything. <laughs> She, uh, she's still potty training, and thank the gods that I have not been peed on. I am so grateful that I have not been peed on. But she did poo-poo in the potty today, which was, it was really funny, because she kept getting up. And after the timer went off for her to get off the potty, she would get up and go to a place where I know she would like to go potty. And would squat, and I can hear her farting. And I was like, uh-uh, no. You need to poop. I hear you. Let's sit on the potty. And she kept wanting to get up and get up. And she finally just kind of bent over and tried to get off the toilet. And like, nah, dude, you can poop in this potty. It is okay to poop in this potty. This is what this is for. <laughs> but I, I don't know if she had gotten that concept. And then she peed as well, which was great. But uh, by the time I left that day, she was boohooing because she flipped over the. Uh, her, she's got a tiny trampoline with a gar- with like a handrail on it for you to hold while you're jumping, and she flipped over that and scared herself, and was already tired. And uh, yeah, <laughs> poor thing. So, we decided to cut it short and leave a little bit early. Oh, okay. Um, once again, friends, if you hear me say random words that don't have any connection to the conversation, conversation, to the podcast, then realize I am driving. You can hear it in the background. (laughs) You can hear the blinker and the highway. So, if I say things that are road to Retsy, then their road to Retsy and uh, yelling at other people without them hearing me, which is fine. It's fine. Anyway. Oh, and then I had a supervision today with my third client, which was pretty interesting. We changed a few things up, which made it a bit more enjoyable. I enjoy when my supervisor comes in because my client is much happier. Not that he's not happy with me. It's just easier with two people. It's easier to, for him to transition from one thing to another and to follow directions if there are two people guiding the session instead of one. Um, also, sometimes I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. 
But, you know, that's half the job. You have to be okay with not doing anything. Okay, friends, I have to say something because I'm on the highway and I just passed a bus. No ordinary bus, my friends. It was a party bus. And you can see the lights going on inside. You can see some dancing. I'm sure people are having a good time in there. I really wanted to slow down and watch. Well, that's not a good idea. So, yeah, party bus on 40. Cool. Hopefully you guys have a good time. So, yeah, my work day was good. Let's talk about the dating scene, shall we? It's still pretty miserable. There are people who like me on the social media dating sites. And I'm just like, oh, someone likes me. An ego boost. Yay. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'll open up their picture and that will be the reaction that I have. Uh, (laughs) I'm being a little, little picky. I'm being as picky as I was when I first started online dating. And then I realized I shouldn't be as picky when I first started dating because, you know, I'm first dating. First time dating. It, it, you don't need to be that picky. But now that I'm older and the clock is ticking and I want to settle down, <laughs> mom called it desperation. I was like, mom, I'm from a different generation. It's okay to sleep around nowadays. I haven't done anything yet. She was like, it hasn't been a week, Jerry Ellen. I'm a, I'm a bop you one. If you start dating someone else. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Not what I called for, but okay. Oh, man. It's easy to get the folks that only want one thing. However, if I don't act fast enough for them, they move on with their lives. Like, I got this one message from a guy saying, hey, are you interested in hookups? I'm like, yeah, possibly. He was like, do you want to talk first? I was like, yes, please. So, he asked me a question, I answered, I asked him a question, he answered, and then he deleted the conversation. I was like, what, is this what chatting means to you? Just, like, two questions and then you're done? Like, what, what did you expect? And this dude was like, in his 30s. He was 30. And I'm just like, ah. Every time I think about someone who's younger than me, I'm like, you don't have any clue what you're doing. But that's not necessarily true. There could be like 28-year-olds that have their shit together out there. And there could be 37-year-olds that don't. I really shouldn't judge. But I honestly I really dislike that. Like, if you don't, if you're not into the conversation, just say something. You don't have to be like a dickhole about it. Um. Yeah. It's, it's messy. There are lots of pretty people out there that I would really like to be into, but they don't. I'm not their type. I'm not really, I am only my type right now. I'm I'm like choosing myself for the moment. I haven't heard from What's-His-Face today, so I'm guessing he listened to yesterday's podcast. Sorry. (laughs) It's like sorry, not sorry in a way where 
you learn the truth by listening to my words, but at the same time, I'm not sorry because it is the truth and it is my words. I just have an easier time talking at my phone rather than talking to your face. Yeah, that says a lot about me and my awkwardness. Cool. No, I mean, but in reality, I, I think... I tried to be clear about what my expectations were, about how I wasn't ready and did not want anything serious like, nah, take take your drama somewhere else, boy, go on. You're nice, you're cute, I'm sure you're very sexy, no, <laughs> maybe later. It's easier when there aren't any stakes uh, or it, there's no risk. I mean, there is risk, but there's no, like, constant, real, okay. I shouldn't say there's no consequences. I'm not risking my heart. In other words, it's easier when it's just, like, a a hookup. Just like, hey, I'm lonely, you're lonely, let's do this. Versus someone who actually invests their time into getting to know you and eventually asking you out on a date there's there's more at risk there so the anxiety builds up and it stays in the chest cavity waiting to burst out like an alien like ha ha you thought you were fine but no I'm here to hold up a mirror and let you look at yourself and think that you're ugly and think that you can't do this and that you cannot live by yourself that you are so desperate for any kind of human contact that you're willing to date the next person who comes along go fuck yourself well anxiety I'm telling you to shove it I'm tired of you I'm tired of like okay I'm a fixer there's there's no hiding it I am a nurturer I like to help people if someone is sad I want to make them feel better or if someone's sick I want to give them advice on what to do to make themselves well you know feel better because I have knowledge I want people to ask but no normally people don't ask I just kind of offer up this information like they really wanted it instead of like talking to me about the problems just to talk to me about their problems I have learned the hard way that not everything is about people wanting something from me or it's not really like that it's not people wanting something from I want people to want something from me I want people to come to me and ask for help but uh, also I'm done with that I'm really if you can't take care of yourself I really don't want to do it I want my next partner to be like okay a little bit of baggage is fine being having baggage is no big deal because everybody does that my concern is if you rely on me to fix your life I want to complete someone eventually but I don't want to fix them because they should want to do that for themselves self-assurance self-efficacy all of that shit a mature human being that has a plan for their future is working on goals working on themselves 
and I just happened to meet them at the right time, that would be great. But that is also wishful thinking, and I'm sure I've said this in a previous podcast, but I also tend to want things that might not happen. It may not happen. I may be single for a long time. I don't know. I doubt it because I'm so bloodthirsty for another person in my life. (laughs) But I'm sure that somebody else will come along the way. I'm sure there'll be a lucky number 14. Hooray! That sounds great. (laughs) Mom said, you know, you just don't go jump in the bed with someone else after you just broke up with someone a week ago. I was like, different people grieve in different ways, Mom. This is a different generation. (laughs) She said, I'm from the reasonable generation. I was like, (laughs) are you you sure about that, Mom? (laughs) Guess who else is in your generation, woman? Our president. No. <laughs> I don't think she thought that one through. Uh, she, my mom is definitely a baby boomer. Where she's like, the traditional ways are the best ways. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That's not a thing anymore. I really, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to describe what a non-monogamous relationship is to you. Because it's just, I, I think I did. I told her that there are people in this world that are connected emotionally and choose each other emotionally but also keep their relationship open to the opportunity of having fun with other people and I'm just like I don't I don't know how to do that like that gives me so much anxiety like what if they like that other person more than me what if they like having sex with that person more than me what if they like spending time with that person more than me what if they're better at stuff How am I going to be able to cope with another person in my person's life? I don't, I don't know how to do that. I, I can't. I don't trust it. And I, I blame a few things. I blame Sean and I blame Dave and I blame myself. Mostly, mostly myself. Because it's, it's my fault that I have insecurities about myself I mean, the dudes that I just mentioned did not help me at all. And they perpetuated the problem. But at the same time, it's something I need to work on. Like, if I'm not happy with myself, then the only person that can really make a difference in that department is me. And I don't want to be with a partner while I do it. I need to do this by myself. I mean, not like by myself. I don't have to do everything alone. That's the beauty of it. I can be independent together with other people. There's even a song from Steven Universe called Independent Together. Um, Nothing is holding me back now. No one can push me around. Um, And... The, all, all of the lyrics for that particular song are great. Great. But you can be independent together. You can take care of yourself as well as other people. But I don't, I'm not ready to take care of other people. 
I barely take care of myself. Like, my room is dirty. My car is dirty. I feel dirty all the time, even though I've taken a shower pretty much every day this week. Which is not normal for me, folks. Not normal at all. Typically, a shower for me happens, like, twice a week. I know that sounds disgusting. Oh. But... It is what it is, and I didn't care, because both, like, any time I would do this, I was with someone. No, that's not correct. This past go-round, I was with somebody who either didn't care or didn't care to tell me about it, because he didn't care about how he smelled, so why should I? I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. I do care. (laughs) It was just, you know, laziness and procrastination. And then before that, I didn't shower because I thought that the person thought I was disgusting anyway. So why did it matter? Uh, And that was... I'm pretty hard on myself about that one. I don't need to put myself down anymore. I have felt gross for the past couple of days. Like, I still feel gross. I'll probably go home and take a shower, even though my hair is clean. I typically judge when I need to take a shower when my hair is dirty and it's so weird for me to take a shower well it's been a while for me to take a shower every day the last time I decided I was going to stay single for a while it took a year to find somebody new now and this is why I'm convinced that potential Potentially, I'm going to be alone forever. Another year means 35. (laughs) Mid-30s. Never married. No kids. Two cats. Three roommates. Two of which don't take care of themselves either. And I feel pitiful. And just ill-equipped. But I'm managing somehow, and there's no true definition on what an adult is, because we're all going on our own paths, and the traditional expectations for adults is, frankly, ridiculous. Some of my age, 30 years ago, or more, really, (laughs) would have been considered a spinster. And barren or old. I mean, think about Jane Austen. She died when she was like 41. That's pretty young. But most of like 41 year olds I know have children that are in elementary school. Or if they're 34 or 35 or 33 or one of those, they have children who are young-ish and if they had children when they were young their children are a little older and I'm just like it puts on a lot of pressure to find someone that you can be a partner with and sustain that relationship you need to be married you need to have children in order to Complete your cycle as a human being. Well, friends, 
that may not be the case. Additionally, my last person told me something that really just kind of hit a note with me. I'm not sure if I mentioned it the last time. If I didn't, I'm not going to mention it here because I feel like it's super personal and that's probably really mean. Um, but they told me something and I was just like, I don't know. That's all of these things. Just so there's so many red flags here. The last time I ignored the red flags, I ended up in a relationship for a year with a person that I fell in love with who was not able to love me back. Not that he, that he could like, if he was able to, he would have, but he wasn't. And he likes me as a person and truly thought that maybe something would work out, but he wasn't able to fill my needs. He wasn't able to have sex with me. He wasn't able to open up to me. I mean, it was just, it was like hitting my head on a brick wall. And it was just, I'd rather go through this confusing time of being single in my mid-30s early to mid 30s whatever then keep trying to anxiously go it alone being single is equal parts blessing equal parts curse because on the one hand you're free on the other hand you're free. So, oh, I feel like I need an expectations versus reality post here, folks. A picture of like a woman in a dress holding a baby, pushing a vacuum cleaner, with a husband walking in the door with a suit and tie on, and there be pots on the stove with shit in them, or the table is already set, and they look like they're right out of a Norman Rockwell painting. Don't you do it. Um, road Tourette's, friends. Road Tourette's. That's not me. <laughs> I I probably will have a household that looks like an I Spy game. Or even a household that just it's cluttered mess <laughs> and that's the beauty of it my friends you'll never know until you get there and honestly sometimes it's not worth it to overthink the past or the future because it's it, it's done or okay the future's not done the future's coming but there's no way to know what's going to happen Unless you've planned. And then things could still go awry. But the past. The past is done. Time to move on. Let's go. We found a solution. Let's go do something else. And dwelling on it. Or like rehashing it. Or ruminating about it. Is futile. Because it just hurts you in the end. Makes you frankly paranoid about and anxious about situations happening again and you're just making it worse for yourself 
<laughs> I'm on, I mean, it's easier for me to say, hey, <clears throat> get over yourself. <laughs> Move on. Drop it. Put it down. And do something else. And I know it's often more complicated than that, especially when there are other people involved. But the best thing that you can do for yourself, rather than focus too much on the past or the future, is focus on right now. Focus on the moment. Breathe and tell yourself, right now, I'm making a podcast while driving home. Focusing on whether or not I should eat and clean my cat's litter boxes. And maybe answer some emails and do my paperwork. And that's all I really can do. Are you getting over or you just have your light on for reasons? Lots of traffic out here, friends. Be careful out there. This has been The Right Home. I'm Jerry Ellen, your host. Thanks for buckling up and riding with me, and I hope you have a great day. Oh, also, you're not alone. Bye.